What's up, guys? The Bali Mastermind continues here. This is an episode I recorded in the dojo, which is the co-working space in Bali, Changu, Indonesia. And I've got my first professional athlete on the show, first of many, hopefully. And this guy looks like James Harden. Everywhere we went, people were like, oh, man. And they did a double take. They're like, is that James Harden? And uh, and uh, it, it was hilarious because um, my guest here today, his name is Jasha Balcom a professional Major League Baseball player from the Chicago Cubs and St. Louis Cardinals who, you know, made it to the Major Leagues. And that's what we talk about. What did it take to play professional baseball? We talk about the behind-the-scenes life uh, off the field and on the road, how, uh, you know, the drafts work going from college to the pros and what those pro contracts, how do they work and Kind of, you know, the dynamics of teams and egos and all that. And also the uh, inspirational impact Josh is making off the, off the field for his business with communities in helping kids and fathers play baseball together. So he's a great guy to connect with and follow. I've got his uh, links below. Check out his Instagram and, and Facebook. And once again, this is uh, a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into this show. I really, really appreciate it. And as always, if you know someone who's interested in sports or baseball, especially for this episode, uh, go ahead and share this link. You can just copy it and share it uh, below or on social media. And once again, if you're on iTunes, please leave a five-star review, subscribe. And we've got a lot of other great episodes coming from this Bali Mastermind um, little mini-series here. So without further delay, enjoy the conversation. What's up, everybody? I've got a huge bucket list for this episode. I've got a professional athlete that was a Chicago Cubs professional baseball player, uh, Jay Shub Balcom. And I'm super excited because he's doing something after his professional baseball career to really make an incredible difference in communities and families with fathers and sons uh, playing the sport that you love, right? Helping them connect with baseball and have these healthy teams and communities. And I think it's just super rad. So I wanted to feature you. We're here in Bali at the Dojo uh, co-working space. So once again, it's a little noisy, bear with us. But yeah, man, I just can't wait to hear what it's like playing professional baseball. Um, so yeah, jump on out. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Um, definitely uh, happy to be here. First time in Bali. Um, great energy out here, man. The people are great. A lot of digital entrepreneurs out here. So. I feel like this is the perfect place for me to come and try to get some inspiration to kind of get my stuff done. But uh, my name is Jason Balcom. I'm a former professional baseball player with the Chicago Cubs and St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I, I've been playing baseball my whole life. It's one of those things that at the age of four, I uh, played in a small town of uh, Georgia, uh, Dublin, Georgia. It's a small town, under 10,000 people. And uh, it's not much to do, but yeah. play some sports and keep uh, kept me out of trouble. And, sure. um you know, I was one of those kids that at, you know, 13 years old, I, I believe I knew that I wanted to be a professional baseball player. I could visually see it. And right. so um, I ended up becoming the number one prospect in my state. And I was a perfect game All-American um, in high school. And, uh, you know, had went through a process. I was projected to get drafted very high, but didn't go as well as I wanted to go. Um, I ended up sliding to a later round because of some negotiation and things like that. And I was... Pretty heartbroken, but you know, I ended up having to go to college. I wasn't really prepared to go to college. I wanted to go at 18. Um, but I was blessed. I got another opportunity after playing at the University of Georgia in the SEC uh, to get drafted. And uh, 
start my professional journey. Wow. And so it's it's a grind. Um, professional baseball is not it's it's very tough. It is a long journey, a long road. Um, definitely made me who I am as a person today. Um, just taught me a lot about handling failure. Mm. I think the game of baseball is a game that uh, teaches you a lot about life. Right. And um, you know, after after professional baseball. I uh, went through some things uh, that, that happened, and I'll tell you my story, kind of reason why I stopped playing, because uh, in 2005, uh, I had my father, he, he had cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, and when I got the call, uh, you know, that he was ill, uh, my, my mom called me and was like, hey, you need to come, come home now. And so, at that time, I was 24 years old, and wow. that hit me hard, and, then, and it, was a, it was a process to where I felt like I want to take care of my family, and, and I ended up walking away from the game. So. That's how I ended up retiring. Now, after that, been out of the, you know baseball for a couple of years. Um, I ended up working the nine to five, and and uh, but then again, something inside me was like I still miss baseball. Baseball was is still part of my my uh, my life, and I ended up starting. Uh, I had opportunity to quit my job and go back and play another year. Mm. So got back into it and played baseball again, and so that was the. It wasn't about the money, it's about playing baseball yeah. again. So yeah. uh, that was a great opportunity there. And then after that, uh, I had a daughter that was born and then I started working again. Okay. So after I started working again, again, that whole thing, I wanted to create something better. I still wanted to be in baseball, so I opened up a facility in my city wow. called the Hitter's Box. Oh, I was 27 okay. years old. Uh, one of my clients was, uh, his name's Grady. He, uh, he, I had helped his son become one of the the top batters on the team from being the last batter, one of the worst batters on the team. And wow. he believed in me and, and he saw my vision and I, I just all of a sudden came to him one day and was like, hey, I'd like to talk to you about this idea. You know, I'm gonna open up my own facility. And uh, he, he said, you know what? I, I actually am looking to invest some money. And he gave me $75,000 to open up my first batting facility in, wow. in Atlanta. And um, not knowing what I was doing, you know, I just, I knew that I love, I knew how to train baseball. I have a passion yeah. for teaching kids and I felt like that was my way of healing and being in the game and still being able to help the kids, you know, go through, you know, what it takes to get to the next level. Right. And so, um, developed that passion, helping kids, working with dads, building relationships over the years. Um, I ended up, um, um, after, you know, doing this for a couple of years, I said um, I wanted to do more. I wanted to end up, you know, how can I affect, um, help more families? Mm. Um, and that's why I wanted to get into the online marketing space. And so sure. I, I created a company called Swing Institute, which is an online marketing um, membership type of program that helps dads and, uh, and also players get to that next level. That's amazing, man. There's so many ways we can go here, you know, like going into the major leagues and then having this career kind of cut short because of these family dynamics that happened and then you, you, you did what I think is the most valuable thing is say, hey, I'm gonna go help my dad, put your personal life and your professional life on hold, take care of your family responsibilities, and then transitioning back into the workforce and then coming back through that, having uh, an opportunity to play again, which is great, kind of like the Michael Jordan, you know, like come back. <laughs> Come back to it. Yeah, and then uh, and then having your own family, having your daughter born, and then looking at different ways you can still be involved in baseball and the sport you love, in helping you know fathers and sons uh, really become the best uh, the best players and probably help strengthen their family relationships. Right. Part of that because you know myself being an athlete, 
I, I know what it's like, man. You just put in the time, put in the hours, and if you have someone there to coach you and kind of mentor you, especially if it's your family member and a father figure, it makes a huge difference. It does. So, so no, I just want to commend you for that because it's super, super important these days, especially with these kids growing up that might not have a role model right. or like a positive fatherly influence. So mm-hmm. uh, I can definitely um, see the need for something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, so yeah, you talked about getting drafted. Like, what was that to hear your name called? Like, that's just like it was. It was a great experience um, just to get that call um, that you're, you know, you're selected by the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, um, that was a dream come true. It's just, you know, it was, it was, it's almost. I mean, it was a, it was excited, but also at the same time, I think with athletes, you know, we have to already see ourselves already having. Have it, you know, have right. in yeah, our visualization. So visualization. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. very big on visualization, and so when we got out there, you know, when I was out there playing, it was it was fun, but it's also like this, you're supposed to be here, you yeah, know, because you have to have that. this has happened before. Yeah, you've seen it, and you just have that movie in your mind, and you're just playing it out in right. reality, and so that's the type of things I like to try to teach with my to my kids about visualization and yeah. goal setting and things like that, affirmations, things like that, and so. I feel like in my space, um, I kind of want to be the Tony Robbins of baseball oh, coaching. That's you know, amazing. So I, I took some NLP classes and became a practitioner of that. And so that's something I feel like is different in the space. And mm. um, you know, dads um, come to me a lot about how can I, how can I get my son to listen to me? How can I help mm. him? So right. just giving them the blueprint that they can develop their sons on their own, right. you know, but also get a chance to build a better bond with them. Total win-win, man. And I think that that's such a good thing because looking at being a father, there's no blueprint for that. There's no game plan for that. So it's good for guys to reach out and kind of mastermind and network with other men to to become the best versions of themselves. Yes, sir. So looking at all these different life experiences, I'm always curious because I played university basketball for I think three years. And then my dream was always to go pro, but obviously, you know, a white guy from Canada <laughs> never got that call, never got the draft call. But, uh, but I did actually, when I was in the Philippines two years ago, I actually got put onto a professional basketball team there. So I did play a month of professional ball okay, in the Philippines. professional ball? Right? I have my jersey hanging you up in my place ball. back home. Yeah, I tell so. you people you play pro ball, they don't know what league is, man. Yeah. You know, it's still pro ball. <laughs> yeah, no, that was phenomenal because it was super random. I was traveling around the Philippines and I met the mayor of this island. Okay. And he was like, oh, he's like, you're really tall, you play basketball. I'm like, yeah, I played in, in university. He's like, well, I own the professional basketball league here, or not league team okay. in this league. He's like, do you want to come play with my guys? And I was like, yeah, totally. So I went on and played. He's like, actually, like, you're pretty good. He's like, how long are you here? And I'm like, I'm here for like a month. He's like, would you want to like play with us? And we put you on the roster, we give you a jersey, and you can just travel with us and play. Like, you'll be our import. So they called me an import because every team is allowed. They didn't have a foreigner on the team then. So I, was, I, had, a, I had a very uh, brief yeah. career, but it was very cool. And, and uh, I just have such a huge respect to just see how much work and time goes into being a professional athlete, it's no joke. Yeah. Like it's, it's literally your whole life, you know? And even me not playing pro, but all my junior high, high school, college, I'm practicing every day. I'm in the gym, weights, training, travel. Like it's, it's heavy, you it know? Is. It's a heavy schedule. It is. Uh, definitely the people, you know, I say, be careful what you ask for. Do you really, really want it? You know, yeah. because 
when dads and parents they come to me and and I can tell I've you know, been training for 12 years you can tell you know some kids who def definitely have that they have it in them you can just right. feel it that kid wants it you know yeah. what I mean and also but you also have to tell the dad as well like you know your kid wants it but you gotta like pump your brakes a little bit you gotta slow right. down because you're you could be you know negatively impacting his, his mm. desire because of the way criticism so you gotta right. let them want to self-improve you gotta give them the freedom but also just show and show support show, show the love and kind of uh bring them along and uh, just be supportive yeah and so uh tell them that you're proud of them you right know? because that's one of the biggest things and I, I would say that it hit me when at 24 years old uh when my father wasn't there like because i was like wow i didn't uh realize that effect of having your father there to watch your games and right. tell you that, you know, you're proud of you and stuff like that. And so it wasn't until some of my dad's friends and my family members would say, your dad used to tell you, tell, talk about you all the time, he's proud of you. And I say, really, what? You like, never I, I never yeah. heard that, you know, but he was there, but at the same time, it was like, oh, like, if I, you know, yeah, your dad wants you to go back and play. He would have wanted right. you to go back and play. He talked about you all the time, so. Mm make sure that you know sometimes as parents as dads we want to be hard on our sons you know mm -hmm. things like that but we also have to give them that that love and give them that um that uh encouragement that affirmation that they all can be that can be great as well yeah no absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. um yeah definitely so, uh you mentioned how i'm always curious because you see these you mentioned you last night when we were out you were in a movie for baseball Yes. Yeah. So you want to maybe how yeah. did that happen? I got an opportunity um, to be in a movie Forty Two. Uh, the movie's the story of Jackie Robinson. Right. Um, his story. Um, if you're not familiar, he's the one of the the first uh, African American to integrate into Major League Baseball from mm -hmm. the Negro Leagues. Um, one of my favorite players. Um, he's a hero, yeah. American hero. And uh, Branch Rickey is uh, is uh, the owner of the uh, the Brooklyn Dodgers took a chance on him. He was in the military and um, he, was, he, he, he played with, uh, played sports, multi-sport athlete, mm -hmm. baseball, track, football, everything. And it was in the military and he was the choice to, to be in the, um, the first person in the league. And so there was a movie about him starring Chad Bozeman, who was in, uh, he's an Avenger. You know, oh, okay, Black Panther, right. The Black, Black, Panther. Black Panther, yeah. yeah. We were talking that they filmed yeah. that right in front of my apartment yeah. in Korea, one of the racing car driving scenes. I was watching it, yeah. So I, I was his stunt double. So I did, oh, really? I did all of his stunts, did the, the catching and diving, the sliding. Wow. Um, you know, the defensive drills, everything. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he did pretty good, yeah. but uh, they had to have me in there to help him do some of the action scenes. Right. So. That, that's cool, man. I was actually uh, in a movie called, you know, Hoosiers? Yeah. Yeah, so in 2000, uh, 2001, Brian Dennehy played Bobby Knight. And I was one of the Hoosiers in that movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. So when I was like 21 years old, I was, they were recruiting for these, you know, I guess, tall white basketball <laughs> yeah. players. And uh, and I got invited out, and I, I did it for like worked on that set for like three months. Yeah, and it was really cool. It's so cool. I, I know what it's like. It's you know, super it, cool. It's super Get, cool. Yeah, you, it's you really, really cool. have. I, I I was on set for almost three months as yeah. well, and um, it it really gave me a better appreciation for movies. Oh, now. the littlest thing yeah. takes a day. It takes a whole day. Yeah, sixteen hour days. Um, yeah. just 
good pay though, right? It was great pay. I know. It was great pay. I mean, it was... <laughs> that movie that, money. That, that money. movie money, yeah. And I was getting the, the residual check too. Like, oh, I was like, oh man. It went through the theater? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah mine was made. It, it did over a hundred million, hundred plus million dollars. Wow. It was, a, it was a big movie. That's a huge that deal. Was, that movie pretty much launched Chadwick Boseman, like, to that next really? level. Really? Yeah, and then he got a couple more parts, and he got the role of Black Panther. And now he's Black Panther. He's Black a freaking Avenger. You're, you're yeah. the standard. Yeah. You know what? I think we can get you next one. James Harden. James Harden. I get that. Where? <laughs> You'll be his stunt double. Yeah, John, James Harden, and... I need to wish I was 6'5 or 6'7 like right, you, then yeah. definitely I'll probably get a lot more. But. Yeah, there's people like coming up and oh, you changed Harden? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, no, yeah, that's uh, that's a, a very rare life experience to be in a movie like that. So It, was a, it yeah. definitely was a, a cool experience. Um, you know, definitely it helped my business. Still. I got a lot of uh, press, oh, media. Sure. I did a lot of media interviews and, and I helped. It helped drive traffic to my my uh, my facility, so yeah, it was good. It was a good time. That's awesome, man. Those residual checks don't hurt either, okay. <laughs> right? Um, so, so you did the movie. You've got your uh, the other question I wanted to ask. Everyone thinks pro athletes ballers, right? Similar is is that is that the real you know representation? Like, you know, ballers, the Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he's got this TV show about um, famous yeah. football players behind the scenes, like, Ricky with Jay. agents. Yeah, yeah. Ricky J. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just wondering, is baseball kind of similar to that? Baseball, is, well, you know, baseball is the highest paid sport. Is know? it really? Yeah, yeah, baseball is the highest paid sport with I, guaranteed money. I thought it was NBA. No, well, no, because, um, you know, baseball, baseball because, you know, there's no salary cap. And so... Um, like a lot of the major market teams, New York, you know, those teams can pay astronomical salaries. I mean, you're talking about two, three hundred million dollar salaries, you know, contracts. That's the norm. But um, they're they're up there with soccer. But as far as for, for a 25 man roster on a team, baseball by far is the highest paid sport. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, it is. Um, but I would say um, at the major league level, there's some stuff going on. But I think a lot of um, Major leaguers, I mean, they they do some some stunting, some showing off. I bet. But uh, the the journey in the minor leagues definitely can humble you. You know what I mean? You go mm. through a lot, um, riding buses and um, mm. just the minor league lifestyle is tough. I mean, a lot of people think that you're gonna be making tons of money. Most people don't realize that you don't only make your money till you get to the major leagues. You get the first. Cause I have a client that's in the major leagues now, and last year he he, he made got called up. His rookie year, his Santa contract is five hundred thousand, like five hundred fifty thousand. He's gonna make that for the next three years until he's eligible for what's called arbitration. And so, based off how he does that first three years, mm -hmm. that's when he can get a bigger contract, probably you know somewhere in the, in the range of you know four to fifteen million a year. And that's like a smaller contract. But still, nothing wrong with half a million dollars. Yeah, but nothing it, wrong with that nothing. for a kid. It's right, but I'm, I'm saying, but it, it it may take him for it took him for three to four years. Most guys it take you, you know, you may sign for a hundred thousand dollars after taxes. It's not a lot, yeah, and right, then, yeah. so after taxes, the, most people don't realize my league baseball players are actually making under the minimum wage. Wow. Yeah, it's like you know, my first rookie check was about nine hundred dollars, and they took out like two hundred. 15 for hotel and uh oh, so you have to pay expenses they pay expenses and then they paid us uh like 1200 a month wow. and you only get paid during the season so 
April, well, so April. the off season, yeah. you gotta you hustle something. Yeah. 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 So what do a lot of guys do during the off season? Uh, if you're not a bonus baby, what do you call it? You got like a first round, you got just a couple million dollars as a signing bonus. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of guys, you know, they, they do lessons. They do, I did lessons. Mm-hmm. I did, I worked for Bose, you know, in the store. So I had like a little, couple little side jobs, but right. um, a lot of guys just train, you know, train yeah. because that's, you gotta focus on that. But, yeah, um, sure. but it's definitely, um, not one of those things that people think that minor league baseball players are making a ton of money. Right. But when they make it to the majors, that's when that's, that's when, when that's it's at, yeah. That's when you turn Kenny Powers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that show. That's yeah. one of my favorite shows, man. Kenny Powers. <laughs> He's bound down. For those of you who uh, haven't checked it out, check it out. It's pretty and hilarious. And he played in Mexico, not far from where I live right now. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, Kenny, you know, they had the team out there. In Chiapas, I think, is the <laughs> team, yeah. <laughs> that was so hilarious. Um, so to kind of wrap up, like you're living in Mexico now, mm-hmm. you've got a very uh, awesome Airbnb business that you run down there, and kind of like what's the what, what are you up to these days? Um, what I'm up to now, um, I manage 35 condos in between wow. Playa del Carmen and Tulum. Um, just basically, uh, like I would rent some, my, I had rented some myself, but now I just focus on uh, marketing the company, uh, the properties for other people. Like I have a couple owners that I work with. Sure. And also a property management company called I Mexico, okay. and they focus on um, development. They they have to build. They're master brokers, so they build condos and whatnot. And then they have private owners who hire them to uh, basically do a turnkey mm. type of uh, return, like they do the cleaning and things oh, like right. that. So I I worked with them uh, last year uh, as a consultant, um, mm. doing their marketing, setting up their Airbnbs, doing their pricing oh, wow. strategies, things like that, and then. Uh, Got done doing it well, really got doing pretty doing pretty good with it, and uh, I ended up just continuing to do it on my own. I yeah. still have access to those properties, and I get my commission off top. Oh wow! So I basically charge what you know whatever I can market. That's my my fees. That's a really cool business model that you don't have to own the real estate, but you're just kind of yeah yeah, yeah collecting the yeah it's collecting because um, that's what I was saying. I'm putting money into getting my own properties, but it's like okay, well if I can manage. Yeah, thirty properties and just passing the information along. Right? Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's so. that's awesome. Like, I've, yeah, I, I I've got my place rent on Airbnb when I travel, and mm-hmm. you know, covers. Costs. It's a game changer. It allows yeah. it's, it's giving me the freedom to be able to travel the world a little bit more and yeah. um, and do some different things. That's why I'm kind of here now. Like I'm doing, I'm out here in Bali, and then I'm back in Mexico uh, working on my project and yeah. uh, trying to build my swing institute master course, right. and um, that's. This is this was this my goal. Focus on that. That's awesome. So, where can people go to find out more about you and uh, and your projects? Um, you can follow me on uh, Jay Shabalcom, uh Facebook slash Jay Shabalcom is my Facebook page, and also uh, Jay Shabalcom, I'm sorry, Facebook is Swing is slash Swing Institute. Okay. That's, they can follow me on there on Facebook. We'll have those links posted up below. So definitely connect and uh, follow his journey. I uh, guess post major league and now winning the game of life, you know? It's super inspiring to see what you're doing to really kind of build communities and still have a, playing a passion in your sport that's given you a lot, kind of to give back to it. Like, I love coaching basketball yeah. because it's just, you know, it's a passion, right? It's fun, um, I think it's, you know, one of my mentors told me, it's like, you know, to give, you know, you people have poured into me and gave me a lot of knowledge and things mm-hmm. like that. Don't die with it, give it away, pass right. it on. So. I think the helping people get what they want is right. a great feeling, and, and, and I feel like that's where I can help more people. So I want to help uh, over a million dads, you know, have a better bond with their son, and also help the kids get to their 
help their, their dreams of making them to the pros. So. Right. That's amazing, man. Well, that's the ripple effect, right? And that kind of started from your dad. I know that he's passed, but he's looking down on yeah. you, and he's definitely yeah. proud of the ripple effect that yeah. started from your, your family tree there. So, um, well, thanks, man. Thank it's been you. a pleasure. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. No, Thank you very much. Pleasure. Yeah, so there you go, guys. I hope you uh, enjoyed learning what life is like as a pro athlete playing in the major leagues and life after and the life lessons learned. So once again, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe, share, and we've got episodes coming out every week. So see you on the next one.